to the Suicide Prevention Show. We've gone through the housekeeping, but there's that slide. I am super happy you're here. I am so excited to be able to introduce to you our guest for this segment. Ah, wait till you meet Rose. We're going to be going into the philosophy of happiness and how to keep yours when everybody else is losing theirs. This is a very special episode for me because Rose is going to share a journey with us that's really special and close to my heart. So stop the share. Rose, please unmute yourself and come on camera and let's have a chat. So I see that you're unmuted. Can you bring your camera on? Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> cool. All right. Yay. Don't we love it when the tech tangle untangles? <laughs> it's, it's lovely. Hello, everyone. How's it going? We are having a good time, but we always do on the show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so thank you very, very much for having me. And I am so excited to explain the foundations of happiness and how the foundations of happiness coincide with productivity, um, logical thought, critical analysis. And I think that's something that's missing from today's conversation, Jackie. Okay, so I know you think that critical thinking is a necessary component and that it yes. would solve a lot of problems. But critical thinking and happiness are not usually partnered in the same sentence. Mm -hmm. How did you end up stitching those two things together? Oh, and Rose, would you do me a favor? Would of course. you please tell everyone who you are? Give, give of course. Three, three sentences of who you are because I don't read people's bios. I would much rather just talk. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for letting me um, introduce my company. I'm, I'm Rose. Um, my company is Active Articulation. And I build foundations and structures, pipelines for businesses, um, students, and anyone who looks to seek self-improvement and betterment. And obviously, you know, this comes into um, budgeting, um, the, the financial sphere, you know, the business aspects, and um, also self-help and improvement. Um, I create my own metrics and I explain and show to you how you flourish and grow with, um, with the okay, metrics okay. that I've decided. My, my head's already exploded. I want to know who you are, Rose. I want them to um, know Rose the person, not, not the business right now, but Rose the person. How did you, I mean, because I know a little bit of your background, but you've been on such a journey. You didn't come into this business that you're in without a um, story. Absolutely. Um, my stories, <laughs> it's very, it's funny. I preach streamlinedness, but many people think that my story has a very um, curvy background, if you will. <laughs> um, I am a former law student who has studied philosophy <laughs> um, with the hopes to pursue law. And um, when I was in law school, I figured the system was very, very broken. So after a year, I called it quits, um, including my full paid off scholarship to law school. Um, my parents were not thrilled, but um, I started creating structures 
um, because I've always been good at organizing thoughts, patterns, um, and analysis. Um, so when I started working with some companies like Kumon Learning Centers, um, you know, who, who needed a spot filled, and I was very, very happy to, um, to create a curriculum for them. And I overstepped my bounds, <laughs> if you will, and said, your curriculum's not working. And they said, well, what would you suggest? And I said, well, I'm happy you asked. <laughs> because I always think process improvement um, is something we could all speak about. And, you know, the rest is history. Uh, my program was fantastic. Um, you know, I went into business for myself, helped individuals, clients, and, you know, looking to help many more people. You know, I'm a nurturer. I'm a teacher. Um, you know, I'm also a logical critical thinker and really hoping to spread that onto others all right so logical critical thinking along with happiness yes and yes i really just want to acknowledge it because i know that your journey to get here today was one that has taken you through some emotional ups and downs that could possibly have taken you totally off the track of happiness yes <laughs> And yet you're able to show up here and be present. And that is a huge testament to who you are, Rose. So well, thank I you, Jackie. appreciate that so much. So let's go into the structure of happiness. Mm -hmm. A streamlined process and happiness to me just don't seem to fit together. Yeah. I, you know what, and I, I love that you say that because most people would agree with you, Jackie. And, <laughs> and I, it's not that I disagree with you and I completely see your perspective, but let's look at it from a different one. So when we spoke earlier, um, you know, and we had the initial conversation, um, I mentioned my favorite things, right, of stoicism. And I said, you know, well, the stoics believed that we are impulsive and impulses really cloud our mental sphere and judgment. And I think you would agree with that statement, right? We're always looking for the next craving. We're always looking for the next thing, right? This is why we have a problem with depression, right? Obesity, overspending, um, under budgeting. And we have so many um, problems in the medical field, right? Like we have people with diabetes and, you know, other health concerns. So oh, this- the, the, the journey that you just took us on, you took a really big leap and so mm -hmm. I need to pause it and unpack it for just a second. Not a problem. Yeah. Well, I yeah, kind of wanted to yeah, if I agreed with something and I'm going, uh-uh, because the way you said it, I was going, actually, wait a minute, you know, I, I'm an intuitive leaper. And mm -hmm. so there, there's an element in here that stays messy for me. What you're equating is that there is a one overarching issue that is showing up with all of these symptoms, if I yes. understand you correctly. Okay, because the list started getting so long that I've got lost in it. And I'm going, wait a minute, wait, what's the common thread? So bring us back to the common thread. What's the one thing that's Impulse. actually behind this? Impulse the inability to be satisfied. And that's why I listed oh. all these things, right? We over budget and overspend because we need the newest fashions. We need all these clothes. We eat too much and create all these medical problems when we really don't need to be doing that. And it's all impulse, right? 
um, we have hookup culture and you have a lot of, you know, unhappy people there. And it really does come into finding your Zen, finding what centers you. So as I mentioned with the Stoics, they spoke about a, a detailed taxonomy, right? So when no, you divide- right. Hold it. A detailed what? Taxonomy. You're going to have to unpack virtues. <laughs> so when we have a group of items, right, that we have to compartmentalize, right? We call these things, right, virtues that we need to get to. And so the detailed taxonomy of virtue takes virtue and puts them into like four main types. We have wisdom, justice, courage, moderation. And every single one of these taxonomy values of virtue is spoken about, right? Like wisdom is good sense and calculation, right? Quick wittedness, resourcefulness, right? And discretion. And when we take wisdom and we say, okay, what is my good sense here? Is my good sense really to get that fifth pair of shoes when, you know, my credit cards are in so much debt? No. Should I get that third slice of pizza? Are you still hungry? We never ask ourselves, is this truly necessary? Right? And then we, you know, it also goes into like the other spheres. But I, I use wisdom because wisdom is in a way self-reliance. And so when the Stoics really spoke about these virtues, right, of self-improvement and betterment, they said, take a step back and think. It's not about your desires and impulses and this and that. Stay centered and understand that in order to experience the world in a whole condition, you can't just experience the good, right? Of course not. You have to experience the good and the bad because that is what life is, right? You have the preferred and you have the dispreferred. And then you have like, we know with the preferred, it's, um, it's indifference towards uh, according to nature, right? And the dispreferred are contrary to nature. So what does that mean, right? Preferred things are having a great life, having fun, um, uh, indulging in pleasures, right? Like that pizza, like, you know, going out to a bar with your friends, like going shopping, like going to the museum, right? Going to a movie, beauty. We put in a lot of pride in our appearance and that's good. We should. Strength, you know, wealth, a good reputation, having um, wonderful relationships with your family and friends. And while all these things are wonderful, they are countered with the dispreferred. And the dispreferred is death, disease, pain, ugliness, poverty, weakness, low and bad reputation, people ignoring you, right? And we have to understand from where these concepts come. And that's, I think, really where we start to evaluate our happiness. Are you following me, Jackie? I'm, I'm almost keeping up with you, Rose. There is no doubt that when you go on a deep dive, you take and you go deep into this. <laughs> so I'm going to bring you back up for just a minute because I know Let's we're focusing in wisdom, but you said there were four and I want to give people a chance to get all four of these areas of virtue and then we'll tie it back to happiness. 
So wisdom, oh. and then yes. you said justice. Um, yes. So yes. we have wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. And we spoke about the wisdom. That's the calculation and the resourcefulness. Justice is the second one, right? Uh -huh. And then we have when we speak about justice, or rather, when the Stoics spoke about justice, it's piety, um, honesty, equity, fair dealing, and I think justice is one of those things that we have to learn to levy. What is honesty? Honesty is your own merit. Honesty is your own honest, you know, your own truth and yeah. how you want to be treated like the golden rule. You can't expect people to treat you with respect if you come in rudely to another person. If you say, you know, pick up the phone, say, what? <laughs> that's not how you want, you know, that's not how you're going to get respect. You say, you know, good morning. How can I help you? Or hello, a, a, you know, a nice hello with proper tone. And so the reciprocity and emotion, the reciprocity and feeling really comes and equates into merit, into your own actions and into your own individualism. Because when you understand who you are, you have your equity, you have your honesty and you have your fair dealing. It is a great component to move forward, not just in your life, but it really plays into, for example, something called game theory. And if you equate game theory um, with all aspects in life, right? Game theory is you can screw the other person and quote unquote, get ahead, or you can show equity and fair dealing with others. And actually, even though you might not get ahead all times, and even though you might get screwed, guess what? In the long game, and life is the long game, you come up ahead it's that okay so we're going we're going to pause there because mm -hmm. that's justice and i want to make sure we get all four of them and get back to happiness so what's yes. the third one and then there's courage and courage comes in from the justice aspect right because to deal fairly with someone you have to be self-reliant and you have to be self-secure because it takes a very secure individual to say, you know what, I'm going to deal with this person fairly. So when you speak about courage, you speak about confidence, you speak about high mindfulness. And just like I used the word hello on the phone, that cheerfulness and the industriousness and the confidence to have the industriousness is something that drives your spirit, that drives your soul forward. And when you establish purpose, and we're, we're going to get into the other one, moderation, because I know that people usually have two, uh, two extremes. They're either, they're either lazy saying, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to hang out and be on social media all day. Or they have all of the high-mindedness, all of the industriousness, but then they slope off in the other aspects of you know, your good sense and your good calculation. And part of good sense and calculation is what, Jackie? Mental health and happiness. So we're, we're going to pull that back together in just a second. So the four areas, just for people to uh -huh. And then there wisdom, is justice, courage, and moderation. And moderation. And okay. moderation, just like, <clears throat> excuse me, just like we said, it is divided into discipline right? And what is discipline? 
it's your modesty, it's your self-control. And when you have that, right, modesty and self-control, it means you're not giving into your impulses. And when you're not giving into your impulses, you're really a rational and rationalizing person. Does that make sense? So I think that makes sense. I think I've got that. When you're not giving in to impulses, okay? So moderation is impulse control mm -hmm. and moderation brings the other pieces in. So moderation and justice for me have a very similar feel because it's kind of a weight. It's like somewhere on a spectrum and mm -hmm. the idea is to be in the middle. Um, that's exactly it. And that's what I was just referencing, right? You people have two extremes. Mm -hmm. And you cannot have, you cannot be lazy. And we know that, right? Lazy. Well, no, we can be lazy. It's just not a good idea to do it. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> precisely. We cannot always be lazy. But there we it's go. not laziness if you work. If you work seven days a week and you work, let's say, you know, three to four hours a day, and that's fine, you know, and then you take some time off but you are, you know, you, you built a great pipeline, you built a great machine, you have every right to enjoy your hot bath, to enjoy, you know, conversations with friends. Go on social media and watch movies. All hey, of Bruce, that. Let's come up with a really good definition of lazy. Instead of talking about it, let's just see if we can define it. Because mm -hmm. lazy has some, there's a big difference between relaxing, renewing, refreshing, well, you know, all this of is, these wonderful aspects and the concept of laziness to me. Well, here's the thing. This is why we, we cannot, we should not redefine laziness because we know what laziness is and that's one extreme. And then the other extreme is pure industriousness and moderation says, synthesize them together and meet in the middle. And that's exactly what the Stoics say. Pure industriousness is not good because that's also pure, pure, pure impulse. Pure laziness is not good because that's impulse not to do anything. So when you meet in the middle and that beautiful moderation, right? It's, it's that virtue of understanding the perfect balance. And we talk about that, right? How many times have we referenced? Um, yeah, well, I get that. And so we're going to have to pause here because Rose, mm -hmm. we need a definition of laziness. You okay. know what it means to you, but not everyone sure. on the call or everyone listening to the show or even me would have the same definition possibly. So let's give it one sentence. What is laziness in your lexicon? The inability to create drive, the absence of a drive, which is exactly what I'm talking about with extremes, right? So in pure industriousness. All is here one, uh, just a definition mm -hmm. so that we were all on the same page and so mm -hmm. well aware that you have such an amazing depth of knowledge on this topic that there's not going to be enough time to unpack everything that's no problem pillars. and what i want to do is bring it into where does happiness fit into this discussion of the virtues and the four pillars where do we go with the sort of linear, clear thinking, find the discerning path through the extremes? And where does happiness fit into that? Happiness fits in when you have the virtuous mindset, when you are 
able to understand and replay all of these virtues, right? Wisdom, justice, courageousness, moderation, and pretty much dispose them in a way and weave kind of your own pattern to say, this is the life that I want. If you are not cognizant of your faults, and by the way, being a workaholic is a fault um, because that's pure industriousness, not having proper communication channels with the people you love, having envy, for example, it's because one of these four pillars is not intact. So we create metrics for ourselves, um, deadlines, milestones. And this is exactly why um, you need to do this because you have your individual virtues and you begin to spell out what your personal individual virtue is. And through understanding what you need to function is where we find happiness. And you can be, I mean. I'm going to put this into a really tangible analogy and, and mm -hmm. tell me if I've got it, all right? So I've got a car and the car mm -hmm. has four tires and got wisdom, moderation, courage, and justice. And the proper inflation of those tires is personal. Mm -hmm. Where I find happiness on that scale between laziness and industriousness, mm -hmm. between in each of these spectrums that's part mm -hmm. of the pillars, my personal preferences, where I find my happiness, something mm -hmm. that I can actually measure, apparently. Now we're in an analogy where I go, okay, if all of them are my preferences, they're all inflated at the right thing, then my life is going to be one of rolling down the road with good gas mileage. Yeah. Um, that's, that's precisely it, you know. Um, but the Stoics themselves offered one of my favorite analogies because I'm a lover of literature and poetry. And I think these things, you know, the pursuit of intellectualism is something that we don't go to anymore. Um, I think Marcus Aurelius, who was fantastic Stoics, brilliant mind, love him. <laughs> he says, one can be a poet and an orator. And this is very, very important to know because a poet sees the world in three lines of beauty and can convey that. And the orator will be here for one hour and convey, um, you know, the logical, right? So there's this general scope of how to understand the world, but one sees it this way and one sees it this way. But one is able to be both an orator and a poet, but one is still one individual. And just like this, the virtues are unified by apply. They apply to different spheres of action. And these different spheres of action, to use your tiger analogy, kind of complete us and help us roll down the beautiful paths of life. And by doing this reassessment and thinking and finally coming to one's happiness, one's personal zen, one's own moderation is where we can start to create the happiness that we all seek. Cool. Thank you. That's thank lovely. you. Yeah. <laughs> That's lovely. It, it's a beautiful journey into the world of deep diving into a topic. And so 
if you have had something that gave you an aha while we've been talking, feel free to put it in the chat, put it in the comments on this video. Rose, the journey to stoicism, the journey into this place of where you're actually viewing your life with some discernment, viewing your life with some measurements, going uh -huh. with some checkpoints, you know, things that we can hold ourselves accountable to with joy. Uh -huh. There's a, um, a group my middle daughter has turned me on to mm -hmm. that has something called No Zero Days, where you set micro commitments to yourself and every day you keep up with your micro commitments as a way of building these muscles. And so if there was one micro commitment that you might recommend for someone to start with on their journey to developing a discerning balance on these spectrums, one thing that someone could do that's really simple and they could do it easily consistently that would build these muscles, what might it be? Set a goal. Set a goal I, and one goal. Don't do it on yourself. <laughs> one. I don't care if it's, I want to lose 10 pounds. I don't care if it's, I want to start talking to my mother again. I don't care if it's, I need to improve the relationship with my partner, with my children, whomever. One goal that satisfies an empty need for yourself. And think about ways to work towards it. And how do we work towards it? I know that's gonna be your second question. Write down the problems that you have. Write down the issues where you might be aggressive or faultful and problems you have with the other party or with yourself, you know, if it's a personal journey. And by tackling these things, right? Um, and this is what I teach in, you know, um, in my operations business of active articulation. It's okay to have a problem. The fact that you identify you have a problem is the only thing you need, not to just make the first step, but to make that giant leap. That is the quintessential need that you have to do because we don't like to address our problems. We like to run from them. If okay. you tackle them head first, you're going to be golden. And that's really an interesting point because we were talking about that earlier. This mm -hmm. idea of the turning point in emotional um, evolution and in, in emotional stability and, and finding you know, the higher levels and vibrations, the turning point is courage. So having the courage to actually put these things in writing is a great place to start, to actually acknowledge that not everything in your life is perfect and write the list of what they are. And I just want to acknowledge you. I've got something I'm popping into the show notes and it's everyone can grab it out of the chat. Because Rose, the conversation that helps people get started is so incredibly valuable. And I just want to thank you for coming on the show having a conversation with us. And we will go and deep dive into some more things for just another minute. But I wanted to give a chance for me to answer some questions. Actually, I'm gonna pull them up and you're going to answer them because my dog okay. watch the chat. And so we're going to talk it just a little bit about this one concept of preferred and dispreferred. 
because mm -hmm. we did talk about that a little bit and I want to talk about it just a little bit more. So, and I'll, I see. Okay, so, so, so there's back and forth in the chat. Um, let's go with the power of recognizing where in your life you have things that you really don't prefer. And mm -hmm. what's the first step in shifting from that? Because that's what you were talking about with writing down the problems. It's really mm -hmm. about writing down the list of things that are dispreferred, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when we speak about preference, right? Mm -hmm. It's utility. Because if I said, hey, I can give you misery and dysfortune in one hand, or I can give you happiness, everyone's going to be like, oh, happiness. Of course I will choose happiness. But life is not that easy. However, we have to create utility in happiness. And this is how you come about it. How do you create utility? You determine what it is for yourself. So um, if anyone wants to give me an example, we can talk about it. But the fact that you have to put intent and utility behind all of your actions so um, with a common goal is really the only way you can solve any problem. Okay, so we're going to, the intent is to move from dispreferred to preferred. Yes. And the clarity around what the dispreferred is and what the preferred is would be really helpful. What is utility in that sentence? I mean, I think of it as usefulness. So useful exactly. rather mm -hmm. than busy work. It's not busy work. It's right. usefulness. Okay. Um, That's what I said, as opposed to useful activity yes. rather than busy. Yes. Work. Sorry, you, you just broke up for a second. Absolutely, Jackie. Um, and this is kind of going back into the moderation um, pillar. So imagine you have a workaholic, right? What's his problem? Working too much, right? Probably mm -hmm. interpersonal relationships suffer. He's not happy, blah, blah, blah. What should he do? He should take a walk. He should call up his significant other and he should take a walk. Mm -hmm. And he should reconnect with himself and the things he needs in life to make him happy. That is an example concept of utility. What do I need out of life? What do I need now? What can I do to center myself? What can I, so think of it as a scale, right? Extreme, extreme, middle. I work too much, scale back. I don't work enough, scale forward. I'm miserable, right? So you're over here. I need to do something for myself, scale forward. I am too selfish and I'm too self-absorbed. Scale back, do things for others. Moderation. Moderation is key and that's something we're always taught. And I cannot stress that enough. Well, there we go. In a, in a time and age where critical thinking is important and it is what brought the mission to where it is today, um, I really appreciate the discussion, Rose, and I cannot thank you enough for making the time to join us on this show. Thank you very much, Jackie. I had a pleasure. It's always wonderful speaking with you, though. So we'll be back. Stay right there.